Hey everyone, welcome back to our podcast from the dwelling. Um, this is another week of our grace, grief and grace series, and it's just been such an amazing journey to walk with all of these women just talking about their grief stories um, and how they have found the grace of the Lord and seen His grace in them. So um, today we have on our podcast... Kelly Olson, and Kelly is actually the sister of Amanda Cranny, who was on our podcast last week, and so she is also my cousin, and so her bio is that she and her husband, Justin, have been married for 15 years, and for 13 years have worked with college-age students in a biblical gap year program at Fort Wilderness Ministries in the Northwoods of Wisconsin. They are currently transitioning to work full-time at a church plant in Rhinelander. They have three beautiful daughters and one sweet puppy. And I can tell you, this was a another wonderful conversation um, full of just amazing just vulnerability and just candidness. And then just a wonderful pointing to our Savior, Jesus Christ. So enjoy and thanks for listening everyone. Welcome back to our podcast. It's another episode that we have of our Grief and Grace stories. And today we have uh, Kelly Olson on today. And she is another cousin of mine. And she is also the sister of Amanda Cranny, who we featured last week. And so we get to have a conversation with her today. And very, very excited to um, just talk and just look to the Lord together. And um, yeah, so looking forward to this. So we're going to go same kind of format, just our three questions, and just kind of get this conversation rolling. So our first question, Kelly, is tell us your grief story. Um, and it can be detailed, or just an overall of kind of what you've been through. Okay, well, ooh, since it's grief, um, I've been thinking a lot about this stuff. So I'm already like emotional. Even though it's been, you know, 11 years, I just, all those things come back. So okay, I'm going to try to get through it, Let you know, so you can understand. Um, anyway, again, I, uh, I'm going to kind of play off of, if you listen to last week's uh, Amanda's story, you know, we found out we were pregnant at the same time and I was having my first baby. She was having mm. her second and she, we both found out, well, actually I didn't know I was having a girl cause I wanted to be surprised, but we were just so excited to raise our girls together. And mm. we had cousins that were really close to us growing up and we just knew the joy of having those rich relationships. And we just dreamt about what we could do and you know, how it would be. And, um, you know, two weeks after I had Addie, um, I just remember going down to Madison because she went into labor and, you know, I'm trying to breastfeed this new baby. I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, mm. It was not going well. I had, it just was a really stressful time as you can imagine. Mm. Um, and then we got to Madison and um, went up whew, went up to the hospital room and I'll never forget. Um, I walked in and Amanda was in a wheelchair holding Isla. Mm. And I just, mm. Justin was in the hallway with 
with Addie because it was just too hard for Amanda. Mm. And, um, and I'll just never forget that image. It's like seared into my mind. And I, mm. um, I really struggled with survivor's guilt. Like, mm. um, I felt so bad that, you know, her baby was gone and I had this healthy, beautiful baby and it was just so difficult. Um, mm. I had really bad postpartum on top of all of that. And I don't, it's mm. hard to know whether that was situational or actual, I don't know. It just, it was all very mm. messy in my, in my brain, but um it was a real struggle to work through that. I ended up um, needing to go on antidepressants because I was just, I was so, um, I just couldn't function. I couldn't function. Mm -hmm. And so once I kind of got my head above the water, um, things got better, but it was just really, it was hard. It was sad to have, have just be in the situation that we were in. And um, I always felt uncomfortable like calling my sister for advice or you know how, what do I do about this or that because I just didn't want to make her feel bad you know like mm -hmm. and I would have you know I would have called her every day and been like what do I do about this how do I do this you know what do you think about this and it just it was a barrier that I put up to try to protect her um, and you know, years later, of course, we find out that she didn't feel that way at all. <laughs> right. Right. But I just, yeah. didn't, I didn't know. And I was struggling through that. And then, um, when Addie was seven months old, um, we were down in Indiana visiting friends for work and I had an appendicitis. <clears throat> and so I got that taken out and I came home and uh, a couple weeks later, the doctor called and he told me that I had um, a carcinoid tumor on the tip mm. of the appendix mm. that they found. And uh, it was cancer. And so mm. he just sent all of my paperwork and medical stuff up here. And uh, to make a long, long, long story short, um, I the doctors recommended taking a third of my colon out to kind of get rid of any, you know, potential blood flow to the cancer, whatever. I don't even really understand it all, but I had that done when Addie was 10 months old. Oh, and wow. oh my goodness. They botched the surgery. So oh. she, the surgeon, um, anyway, whatever. I, I know everyone makes mistakes. I don't hold her accountable for that mistake, but uh, mm. It leaked for five days um, mm. and then they finally caught it. They were the whole time. She was just like, oh, you're just being dramatic. Come on, suck mm. it up, princess. Oh, my I know you're screaming in pain, but you're just being dramatic. You know, it was that kind God. of mm, My goodness. I know. So then finally she realized that it was a leak. And so they went back in. And they tried to fix it, but it was just, it was too far gone at that point. Um, and so I uh, became septic and mm -hmm. my organs were all shutting down. And so they airlifted me to Marshfield, which is a, a better hospital a couple hours away. And I spent the next six weeks um, in an induced coma and uh, 
like seven or eight more surgeries to try to Mm. fix what had gone wrong. And um, finally, like things just were not going well. And Mm. my surgeon was like, this is the last thing that I will try, but it is not good. Like it's not pretty. She's not going to like it, but it's the Mm. only thing I have left. And so Mm. of course they were like, do whatever it takes. Um, And so they gave me an ileostomy which is where they um, they feed or they basically cut your large and small intestine in half and then they feed mm-hmm. your small intestine out your side and you eliminate wow. into a bag. So I had that and then I had an open wound that was probably a foot long by like eight inches wide over my abdomen mm-hmm. and I was so sick. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I just like I had nothing left and I came home Mm. from the hospital you know I woke up and I was like oh it's June what Mm. like I just I had no idea why I was there I had no memory or recollection of what had happened and um you know here's my baby who ended up staying with Amanda for several weeks during the hospital stay because my husband was like sleeping on the hospital floor um Mm. and so when I got home I was so um I just was so consumed with my own pain and suffering Mm. um that I was like kind of suicidal I I kind of had the idea that if I could just get my hands on all my pills Mm. I would just take them all at once because I could not Mm-hmm. I did not yeah. want to live. Mm. Um, I did not want to live like this. It was so horrific. Um, and I won't go into all the details of just the physical pain and suffering, but it was not pretty. And uh, but I couldn't get up because my whole abdomen was kind of flayed open, <laughs> and mm. I I just mm-hmm. couldn't I couldn't get up. So I guess that was God's grace, right? Um, mm. But I. Um, I didn't have any, I I just, I looked at my beautiful daughter and I just, I couldn't hold her. I couldn't feed her. Mm. Um, I just was stuck suffering Mm. for months and months. And, um, finally six months down the road from getting home from the hospital, um, I was able to have that ileostomy reversed and taken down. So they reconnected you know, my intestines and they put me back together. And Mm. that was like the best day of my life. Oh my goodness. Mm. Anyway. So, um, that I would say to, I mean, I'm kind of ending it weirdly, but the next section of the story kind of, I don't know, summer or, uh, concludes it nicely, I guess, (laughs) but Mm. it was a really dark, um, dark, few years of my life um oh here I'll let me tell you this too I um after I had that last surgery um I went back to my OB doctor and he was like oh I just am not sure you're ever gonna have kids again you know Mm. the trauma to your internal cavity like it just it's a mess in there Mm. and if you do it's going to be really painful and it could, you know, be really 
traumatic, whatever. Mm. And um, I was just so angry. I was like, oh, this doctor, she took away my youth. She took away my health. She took away, you know, the future of my family. Like, I just was so mad. Um, And I was really struggling with feeling like, I'm not sure that I believe God is good anymore. Mm. You know, and we worked with college age students and we went through theology with them and, mm-hmm. you know, we're teaching them like God is good. This is who he is. It's one of his attributes. And inside I'm like, oh, I just, I'm not sure I believe that anymore. Mm. And that was a really hard place to be um, because I, I didn't want to be there, but that's how I felt like, mm. Mm. If he's not mm. good, what do I do with that? Right. How does right. that play out now? Um, mm. And I just, I remember coming to that kind of that realization. Um, and I, uh, okay, so then fast forward a little bit. Uh, the doctor was like, there are some things we can do, fertility things, but, you know, why don't you guys just maybe try to start having kids and see what happens and whatever. And so, I kid you not, a month after that surgery, I was pregnant. <laughs> wow. And my, wow. Body, my body was like, oh, you have made a grave error. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> because God. Because that pregnancy was very painful. Mm. It was uh, it was a very difficult, difficult pregnancy. Mm. And it included um, – us going back to Marshfield for all of our OB appointments and mm-hmm. just the the triggering of mm-hmm. going into that building and having being poked and you know all of those things I just had so much PTSD from it mm-hmm. um, yeah and it was just oh. like a dose of it you know every month I'm getting a dose of PTSD um, mm-hmm. but I was able to give birth and um before I actually let me sorry I know I'm all over the place but before I had her I had her in October and about two weeks beforehand there was a um a women's retreat in at Fort Wilderness which is where my husband and I work and Mm -hmm. a woman by the name of Jill Briscoe um came and spoke and Mm. you guys it was like she was speaking to me Mm. and she said, wow. you know, she was talking about this woman who was dying of cancer. And she said, Jill, how can God be good? How can he be good? And I was just like, what? That's, that's where I'm at. And mm. Jill said, yeah. you know what? Cancer is not good. Death is not good suffering sickness all these things are not good but god is good Hmm. and we cannot judge god based on how we feel Hmm. we have to base him on what he says about himself in his word and that it just hit me like a ton of bricks it just it Hmm. like it kind of just broke all the scales off of my eyes. You know, I was, I was seeing mm. God through the way I was feeling. Right. Of course, what I went through was not good. Right. I would never want to relive it, but I would never take it right. back either because I have learned mm. so much and God has just shown himself to be good mm. despite how I wow. feel. 
And that was, that was like profoundly healing for me. Um, and then, you know, and then we had my second daughter, Emma, and we named her, her middle name is the, the name of my trauma surgeon who saved my life in Marshfield. We got mm. really close. And um, that was such a kind of like a redeeming thing, you know. Whew. And then, um, yeah, so I would say that's like the majority of kind of my story in a nutshell. <laughs> Hmm. wow thank you so much for just I know it's not an easy thing to relive something that's really traumatic (laughs) and then to do it on like a podcast and um but I just thank you so much for just being so vulnerable with us Mm -hmm. and um in how you shared this and um yeah it's just uh these stories are always so encouraging to me because of the vulnerability of every person that's been on the podcast. And um, I was like telling Elizabeth uh, today, um, I think almost everybody has like cried um, when telling their story. And that's just so powerful for me because um, it just really, it really kind of gives you a glimpse into their grief story and, you know, like all, all that went on and then how, you know, you saw God work and it's just always just very, very encouraging to, to hear vulnerability, um, and stories like this. And so, yeah, thank you so much for just sharing with us. You're welcome. Yeah, honestly, exactly what Talitha said. I, yeah, (laughs) it's amazing to hear you say, you know, hear the story, Kelly, because I, I mean, I was telling Amanda this too last week. I was little, you know, when this was all happening, but I remember the pain across the family. And I just remember everybody just holding their breath, like praying Mm -hmm. for you every day and just not knowing what the next phone call was going to bring. And then watching the Lord move. It's just like, Mm. but I've never, I don't think I've ever heard you tell it all the way like that. So it's just powerful. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, And then just leading into that next question, uh, where did you see the grace of God all through your story? Yeah. So, I mean, I think, you know, some of those things I did kind of mention just that, right. you know, we, Emma's middle name is Chadwick and that was the name of the surgeon. And, um, we cultivated a really beautiful friendship and I shared the gospel with her and, you know, mm-hmm. my whole family, was a light to her. And, Mm. um, it's just been cool. We've kept in touch even up till now. Uh, Emma got to meet her and, you know, you just build those relationships through there. And I would say, um, a really cool kind of redemption story. There's two. So one of them is more for Justin and the other one is for both of us, but, um, when we were at the hospital, when I was in the hospital, um, there was a, a hallway and you would come to a T and to the left was the ICU and to the right was the birthing center. Mm. And when we finally went to go have Emma, Justin finally got to turn right. Because mm. he mm. just, you know, he had his own PTSD where he was like, oh, this hospital, this hallway, he, you know, he like slept mm on the floor in there, you know, and he just, he was so struck by that tea 
Mm. You know, he was like, mm. Kelly, I get to turn right. And there's mm. new life at the end of that hallway. Mm. And so that was really powerful for him. Uh, and then this is, I mean, you can't make this stuff up. God is just, he's so good. Um, four years later, after I was airlifted to Marshfield on May 2nd, 2016, I had Sophia in Marshfield. Four oh, years wow. to the day of oh, being airlifted wow. there. Oh my goodness. Wow. And I, I just, did not really- you know, that's another one of those things where you're like, okay, God, you really are in the details and you just delight mm. in this. That's mm. not by chance. It wasn't right. by chance. No. I firmly believe that he redeemed that place for us, you know, and we mm. haven't basically I haven't been back since. <laughs> oh, anyway, so that I just, God didn't have to do that, but he did. And, mm. um, yeah, I mean, I've seen, I've seen God's grace and, um, you know, Addie has been, a reminder and a delight to Amanda, um, mm. reminding her where Isla would be, what grade Isla would be in, what she would, you know, maybe mm. be interested in or doing or how big she'd be. You know, she's just a constant reminder of her, but not in a, I mean, it's always painful in a way, but in a sweet way, she has this special relationship with Addie mm. and even just Addie being able to be in her house while I was in the hospital and just kind of giving her that time with her. Um, I I see that as God's grace to both of us. Obviously we really needed somebody to watch her too, you know, during that time. Um, Yeah. And just, I, there were times, well, for, oh goodness, probably five years afterwards, I would say, I think that no matter what happens in my life, I will look back on that and I will say, you know, none of this was worth it. Like, I don't, I don't even, I will never look at it and say, I was really grateful for that experience because it was Mm -hmm. so difficult and I was so just chewed up and spit out, you know, by it. And Mm -hmm. even though I knew God was good, I, I firmly believed that there was nothing he could do this side of eternity that would make me look back and say, oh, I see what he was doing there. Okay. Yeah. Mm. I'm grateful for that. And I, and I was very honest about it, but I will say, I can firmly, honestly say that I see what God did, how he used it for my good. And I would never trade it. I wouldn't want to relive it, Mm. but, but I'm thankful. I'm truly thankful. It has given me a depth of understanding. Um, you know, until then I have had a really good life. Yeah. Hard things happen, but suffering, I just, I didn't really have an understanding of what suffering was, you know, in a Mm. deep sense. And I, when I listened to people or talk to people, I just felt like I couldn't connect or understand mm. because I'm like, Oh, I just, I, I don't know. I've never, I've never suffered like that. Um, right. and now I feel like it has given me a platform to speak into people's lives and to, uh, encourage people because I, I understand 
you know, Hmm. so I am grateful for that, but I'm also grateful, um, for it has pushed me into, uh, really caring for my body. Well, Hmm. um, I, you know, you always hear people say like, Oh, health, if you lose health, you have nothing. And I was always like, Oh yeah. Okay. Whatever. I don't, I don't get that, but man, it is not having your health I I know what that's like and it's very Mm. challenging and I I struggle Mm. not to make it an idol in my life I want to hold it in a very you know healthy way but I I don't want to just live like the rest of the world's living um and be sick and be because I I don't I've been there I don't want to I don't want to go back there if I can help Mm. it Mm-hmm. Um, and so it has really kind of pushed me into health and wellness in a, in a really, in a positive way, I would say. Mm. And so, you know, mm. I'm trying to be an example to my family and my children, um, and just live differently. So I'm, I'm mm. grateful for the ways that it's, um, molded me and shaped me and formed me. Mm. Yeah. I love what you said about um like you wouldn't trade like what has happened to you, you wouldn't trade it. Like you don't want to go through it, you don't want to relive it again, but you wouldn't trade it because of what are you what you've learned. And mm-hmm. I think that that's what's so encouraging about talking to Christians going through great suffering or who have been through great suffering versus um unbelievers who have been through great suffering because they don't have the hope that we have. Yeah. Um, to look back on what we have been through and see that God was still good and see what, oh, that no. he was still faithful. And so it's just like, it makes me sad when I think about those who don't have that hope and who don't get to look back and see what God has done and like how he's still good, even in their circumstances. And so I just yeah. love everything you've said um, on that note, um, because I just think it's, it's just always a good reminder, um, for everyone, Christian or non-Christian, it's just always a good reminder, um, of the, of what, what the truth is and that God is still good no matter the circumstance. And so, yeah, it was just really encouraging. Yeah. So true. Mm. Yeah. I, I think that, I mean, just in lieu of that, just thinking about just that word hope, I just think mm-hmm. that like, why, why would there be anybody looking in? Yeah. It would be like, why, why, why is there hope? <laughs> why should you right. have hope? You know, yeah. right. but that you can proclaim so clearly that you have hope in Christ, like that through all of those things that even though you could acknowledge God is good, you, you know, you went through that season of just being like, I don't know if this is ever going to be something that I'm like, mm. you know, looking yeah. back and being like, I, that was worth it, you know, but that yeah. now that's even happened. Like how, how amazing is our God? Like yeah. how amazing is he yeah. that he can, that he does that. Yeah. So, yeah. so powerful. Totally. Um, Absolutely. And then that just kind of brings us to our final question, which is uh, what is one encouragement that you would like to, tell all of our listeners today? Oh, I think to hang on to who God is, who he says he is. Um, it's so easy in this world to just live by your feelings. 
And God gave us our feelings and our emotions and they aren't always bad, but I think where we go wrong is when we view everything through them. Hmm. Um, and we must hold on to the truth of God's word and what he says about himself, because if we lose sight of who he truly is outside of what culture thinks or says, or, you know, how we feel, then we, we, we lose truth. And that is so Mm. key in Mm. holding firm through suffering, I think is Mm. having that truth. Ooh, that's a big one, you know, and Mm -hmm. in order to know it, we must stay connected with Christ and in his word. And I mean, that for me, that was huge. Mm. That was huge. And, and having a sounding board with someone you trust, who knows the Lord, who can let you kick the tires and not judge Mm. you like, Oh, Mm. what? Mm -hmm. You shouldn't question. You shouldn't because you need to question it's in those times and God can handle it. He's not going to go. Yeah cry that you're, you know, questioning who he is, he can handle it. And he will always be true and firm. Mm. And I just Mm. think having somebody to be a sounding board and, you know, I don't know, those are, those Mm. were two things for me that were really big. Mm. I love that. I love, um, I love the, especially the second part of having a sounding board because I yeah. think that as Christians, sometimes we think in circumstances that are hard, we can't question. Yeah. Like it's wrong to question and it's wrong to even just wonder why this is happening or mm-hmm. wonder what is going to happen. And um, I think I found it helpful in my own uh, grief journeys as well to have uh, people that are sounding boards um, that it's a safe place to go and do that. And yeah. they're still going to encourage you in the truth, but they're not going to just kind of slap a bandaid of scripture on yeah. you know, your questions right away. Yeah. They're going to let you kind of ruminate and like try to figure out um, something and then kind of figure that out with you and yeah. come alongside you. And it's just so, it's mm. so important. It's really important. So yes. I love that. Um, yeah. On on that note, do you have any resources that you have found helpful um, and maybe back then or over the years or um, any of that that you would like to recommend to people? Oh, that's a great question. I, I mean, the obvious one, right, is the Bible. Yes. Um, <laughs> I... So this isn't maybe a typical resource, but, um, there's something called transformational prayer, um, ministry. And it's, it has been huge for me. Um, how do I explain? Okay. So let me just really quickly, I don't, I can't think of any other resources, um, off the top of my head. Um, people, God's, body has been a huge resource for me. Just having conversations, like I said, being able to process with people and ask those questions, dialogue about the answers. I I feel like that has been a resource. I realize that's not a book or whatever, but, um, transformational prayer for me has just really, um, so I had a reconstructive surgery 
a few years ago and I was so anxious about it. Um, cause you know, I just was afraid that it was all gonna happen again, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was, I just, I could barely breathe. The anxiety was crushing me. And I, um, I just prayed that God would show me, um, the lies that were fueling that anxiety. And mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. lie that he revealed to me was God is going to abandon you. Mm. Like he did, like he did the first time. Mm. And then I prayed that the Holy Mm. Spirit would show me the truth. And he told me, Kelly, I never left your side. Not Mm. once. And it was like, as soon as I heard that, all the anxiety just gone. Mm. And I think so there's different ministries and counselors that you can see like transformational prayer, or there's another like theophastic prayer. Those are kind of similar, but mm. just being able to pray through some of those lies that we believe and then hearing truth from God is mm. hugely, hugely transformational. So I mm. realize that's not maybe what you were looking for, but it is. A no, really no, cool that's resource. perfect. That's perfect. I think what I love about that question when we ask people is we get always a variety of answers and I feel like it's not always, you know, your stereotypical, here's a book, here's this, but it's helpful for people to kind of have ideas about what to incorporate in their own, you know, times with God or um, in their own journeys. And so, no, Mm -hmm. that was, that was perfect. It was really, really helpful. Um, Yeah. 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 Oh, perfect. Well, thank you so much, Kelly, for joining us uh, today and telling your story and just being really vulnerable and truthful about um, mm. how you felt uh, during and now looking back um, and then just leaving us leaving us with so much hope um, mm. and encouragement for our own faith. Um, it's been really, really, really special to hear your story thank you yeah thank you so much you're welcome these stories are always so so encouraging to me and to elizabeth and we hope to you as you listen and as you think about it we hope that you're sharing these stories and um i wrote down i wrote down a ton of quotes that i can't wait to share with people um and to post on social media and things like that But we hope that you, if you're thinking of somebody in particular who maybe has a story like this or who's going through something like this, that it might help um, because it doesn't always help, um, but it might help them to listen to the grace of God through Kelly's story or through whoever we have on the podcast. Um, We really encourage you to share these episodes with people. You can do that really simply. Um, in Apple Podcasts or on Spotify or just, you know, sending it to someone via text. Um, Share these episodes, share the podcast, um, not because we're so great, but because God is so great. (laughs) And because these stories are being told to show you, to show me, to show Elizabeth, to show all of us the grace of God and God's work on display in stories that are full of sometimes darkness and hard moments and moments where it seems like all is lost, but God, 
And so, yeah, share these, share these episodes, share the, share the podcast, tell your friends. Um, and if you really like the podcast, we encourage you to always rate and review and like subscribe, all the good stuff. Um, but yeah, we hope that you've been encouraged today as you listen to Kelly's story. In the show notes, there will be um, some resources that she mentioned and one that she sent us that she recommended. So we'll put the resources there. There'll be all of our social media. Um, feel free to um, check us out on Instagram or Facebook uh, at those links in the show notes. And check out our website, which is www.atthedwelling.com. And there you can subscribe to our email list and you'll get an email every Monday. It's a weekly email every Monday and we share what the episode is for the week and we share any news or any thoughts that we want to um, share with you. And it's just it's just a great kind of space uh, to see what we're up to for the week. And you can always email us if you want. Um, you can send us a message on any of our social medias, or you can also send us a message um, on our contact page on the website. So I'm going to leave you with all of that. We hope that you are enjoying this series and we look forward to seeing you back again next Monday. <laughs>